0: And welcome back in Stripe Show podcast here on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. And I know we're entering the fall and the winter. And for much of the United States, you know, golf will, will start to take a little bit of a backseat. But there are some things that you can be doing indoors to work on your techniques or even perhaps your body. And I think that would be fitting here. This week, one of the players that you may have noticed has changed his body just a little bit, Bryson DeChambeau. He put on 40 pounds and is hitting it out of this world right now. Really changing the game, the distance that he is hitting the golf ball. And if you go back... Into the archives of the Stripe Show podcast, you'll see that the interview that I did with Chris Como when they started down this process with some of the techniques that they've been using, very good podcasts on and how they are um, approaching Bryson's swing, his technique to create more speed, clubhead speed and ball speed from the physical standpoint and from the body standpoint. My next guest is really the guy that's been responsible for that and uh, and one of the most talked about guys really in the game of golf. And he's not even a PGA Tour player. We welcome in Greg Roscoff. Curious, how did you hook up with Bryson? Uh, because this relationship that you have with him has been going on for a few years now, right?
1: Yeah, we started working together about three years ago. But I'm actually, I was a strength and conditioning coach at Fresno State Uh, 25 years ago and naturally looked longer than that. So I left Fresno when I got the job here with the Denver Broncos and Bryson would have been probably two years old at the time. But his coach, as he was growing up, uh, Mike Shai, always knew about muscle activation techniques. And and actually Mike's sister worked with me for, for probably over 10 years here in Denver. He always was aware of the process and was intrigued by it. And so when Bryson went to college at SMU, we set him up with one of the people that I trained in muscle activation techniques down in Dallas. So he actually got a, had a couple of years experience in Dallas with the process. And once he was going pro, he reached out and said he wanted to work with me directly.
0: What is just muscle activation technique in its purest form, if you had to explain it to myself and, and the listeners here?
1: So basically muscle activation techniques deals with the muscle system's role and chronic pain and injury. So most people get to me because they're, they have some form of injury that they're not uh, getting resolved. I actually had a fractured vertebrae when I was 19 and, and had a lot of residual problems over the years that what, it's what led me to creating the whole process. But it deals with the muscle system's role in chronic pain and injury, where it recognizes that whenever you have stress, trauma, or overuse to the muscle system, it alters the communication between the nervous system and the muscle system. So the muscles just don't fire the way they're designed to fire. Um, it's, it's like they're less efficient in their, in their ability to contract and produce force. And so when muscles can't fire efficiently, they can't do their job to stabilize joints and protect you from injury. In that standpoint, I always say it's like having loose battery cables Mm -hmm. where the brain and nervous system sends input to the muscles and it's just the inputs not getting there. And so then when you have these altered communication pathways, it's um, the body has to compensate because, I mean, we'll, the body will get from point A to point B most efficiently with what it has to work with. And so the muscles that are firing on demand will fire on demand, and the ones that aren't are just along for the ride. And so that kind of leads to bad abnormal mechanics and through through compensatory movement patterns. And I always look at it like, If you drive your car with bad alignment, the harder and faster you drive it, the faster it's going to break down. Well, the body's the same way. When you have these muscle imbalances, uh leads to abnormal mechanics, and then you put increased stress on other joints and tissues, and it leads to potential pain and injury. So from a muscle activation technique standpoint, we go in and identify where these altered communication pathways are. And then we, I mean, basically tighten the battery yeah. cables through, through hands-on therapy and isometric contractions. We can actually uh, increase or tighten the battery cables to improve the communication between the nervous system and the muscle system so that the muscle can then fire more efficiently.
0: Yeah, I read, I think, the the quote that you gave the the car analogy when you were Describing your work with Bryson and saying, as you said, quote, performing, you know, an alignment of the body first. And when you started with Bryson, it wasn't about putting the weight on first. It was was it about like screening him head to toe and then getting the alignment correct? Would that be accurate?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it It is. uh, We literally wanted to develop a, a foundation from a muscle function standpoint. When he first came to me, he had some imbalances. He had some restricted motion in his hip and and some low back tightness. And and, and that correlated with the imbalances that we saw. And, and it, it transferred over into his golf game. And at certain times, I always say the first sign of muscle dysfunction is tightness because the body will tighten up as a protective mechanism. And then the second sign is pain. If you keep putting force on the body and it has these weaknesses, then the body shouts out in pain In reality saying, fix the problem, mm-hmm. uh, quit doing this until you fix the problem. So the first thing we wanted to do with him is literally with every movement in his body, we wanted to go through and identify where these altered communication pathways were and tighten battery cables and improve the communication. So we spent a year and a half just going through his body and tuning it up after he would play in tournaments. One of my phrases is that life's going to beat us up. And from a neuromuscular standpoint, somebody has to be there to put you back together. And so as he went in, he'd travel on the tour and, and play in these tournaments. It would, it would take its toll on his body. And we'd see some of the areas where he was more vulnerable would start to express themselves through tightness and pain. And so we had to keep, I mean, really develop that foundation, really put him back together from a neuromuscular standpoint and, and really create that solid foundation so he could tolerate the forces that came with golf.
0: So it'd be fair to say, I mean, if he just went right into the weight, put it on, started swinging faster three years ago, he would have been highly more at risk to hurt himself than he is right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things is we got these golfers coming out and saying, Oh, I'm, I want to do what Bryson's doing. And it goes with the old stereotype that when you lift weights, it can tighten the body up. Well, when, when you're lifting heavy weights and it overloads the tolerance levels of the neuromuscular system, it causes protective tightness and pain and and eventually pain, I should say. And so, not having a solid foundation, like you said, would have set him up for an injury if he tried to lift the weights he's lifting. now.
0: When you first met Bryson and, you know, he's obviously one of the more analytical players on tour. (laughs) And I think to live in your space, you have to, I certainly probably going barking up that tree as well. I would imagine when you first introduced this to him, did you find yourself having to convince him that this is good for you? And he was thinking about it or did he just be like, you know, I get it. Let's, let's get rolling.
1: Yeah, it is great because of the way he, the background he has and the way he thinks this process fit perfect in his mentality. and um, It's a biomechanical based process and coming from the background of being a physics major, I mean, it, it fits right in with the way that he thinks. And also because he had the three years, of, or two to three years experience with our practitioner in Dallas, he came in understanding the value of the process. So, So there was never a sales component to this. But there was a lot of explanation. Yeah. He wanted to understand everything. Actually, as I said, most of my clients, it's like they just come in, get treated and just accept the value of it and, and appreciate it. And where he wanted to break down and analyze every component <laughs> of what I was doing and understand why we were doing it and and literally when, when you talk with him he starts to even recite some of the principles that, that i've taught him over the years uh, almost like it's second nature to him so he, he's the perfect person for the process that we ended up evolving this into
0: it would be fair to say the first one and a half years were to get the alignment of his body intact right everything to be yeah. intact from an alignment standpoint and then once you're satisfied with that, and I'm sure you put them through tests that are going to quantify that, right? And then yes. from there, where does this activation move into a phase two, perhaps?
1: On a normal standpoint, everything that I've ever done and taught with muscle activation techniques is the is the foundational process that we went through for a year and a half. That would be with any client that comes in the door, typically we're just going to maintain the integrity of the nervous system, and like I said, life's going to beat us up and somebody needs to be there to put you back together. So clients come in just to, to kind of, I mean, keep that base and keep that solid foundation so they don't get injured, uh, especially as people get older. But at this year and a half mark, we got talking because I have, when I say that there's a movement, uh, basically every movement in the body that, I mean, we're gonna identify and treat all those muscles to make sure they're all functioning at a high level. In my office, I have specific equipment that there's an exercise for every one of those movements that I'm going through in his body to make sure that he can tolerate the forces and he can follow it up with exercises on his own to, to keep the body strong. And so it, about a year and a half standpoint, we we got talking about, well, how can we take this to another level from a strength standpoint? Because up to that point, he was pretty, uh I'd say, I mean, nonchalant as a from a strength standpoint. I mean, he was middle of the road and he didn't have any exceptional strength levels. And most of the machines he'd be like on the lower to middle end of the of the stack on, on the machines and. And so we're like, well, we can actually challenge the body with the exercises uh, since we know the specific movements that we're trying to strengthen. Uh, the same way life will beat us up, exercise can beat us up. And the more isolated an exercise is, the greater chance it has of exceeding tolerance levels and causing actually having a negative effect rather than a positive effect. So in a controlled environment, what we did is, I mean, I'll use um, spinal rotation as the key motion. That was the first movement that we started working with. As golfers, we can all understand the significance of having strength and mobility in the movement of spinal rotation. Well, the mm-hmm. first thing I'll say is when you overload the muscle system, I'll repeat that uh, it actually the first sign of overloading the muscle system is the body tightens up. And the second sign is if you keep putting force on it, it shouts out in pain saying, I mean, fix the problem. Well, many people tighten up and are limited. It, it's amazing to me how many golfers I see that come in and they're very restricted in their motion in spinal rotation. And that's the key motion we need to perform a golf swing. And so, as I said at the beginning, I mean, he was limited in some of his muscles in his back, which was the muscles that rotated him to the left. But it's basically the direction that he's going to swing the club. And he actually had a limitation in range of motion originally. And so... The goal was to say if we get these muscles activated, it's kind of like melting the ice, like all the protective mechanisms in the body go away. On the strengthening standpoint, what we found was the first day we put him on the exercise machine, he did 90 pounds Um, in left rotation and then right rotation uh, on the exercise equipment and it caused muscle inhibition. So basically it it exceeded the tolerance level and and shut down the muscles, which in turn, his body immediately went into a protective tightening state. Mm. In a controlled environment, I treated his body, tightened the battery cables again, and then to the point where 90 pounds no longer shut him down. Like now he could perform the exercise with 90 pounds of force and it no longer caused inhibition and tightness. So he literally, as we were going through the exercise and we got him reactivated, he start, all his protective mechanisms went away and he got stronger. And so then we went up to 110 pounds. This is all in the same day. And this is for five repetitions. We go up to 110 pounds and 110 pounds shut him down. Then we reactivated his body. And this is a, I mean, maybe a hard principle to understand how exercise actually can have a negative effect, but it actually um, shut him down, caused protective tightening, and we reactivate. Then 110 pounds no longer shut him down. Then we went to 130 pounds and it shut him down and caused him to tighten up. And, and he's like, oh, I, I kind of feel this, like my back's tightening up and, and um, got him reactivated. And we kept going through this and literally in one session of using exercise as the stress and then reactivating his body in a controlled environment. He went from being able to do 90 pounds in spinal rotation and having it be a stress to finishing off the day at 165 pounds for five repetitions, Mm. like it was 90 pounds when we first started. And by the time we were done, he was obviously so much stronger and his range of motion opened up dramatically in both directions of spinal rotation. He had more strength and more flexibility. In that week, he went out and played. And his club head speed went up eight miles an hour. Wow. And, and he called me up and he was in 116th place. And I'm like, oh no, what happened here? Like, why, why is it? Why did I miss all these calls from him and his agent? And so I'm thinking something went, went awry. And I call him up, and he's all excited. He's like, you're never going to believe it. My club head speed went up to 123 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm second on the tour right now, and I couldn't hit a fairway because my club's um, – and the, the stiffness of his shaft wasn't stiff enough to tolerate it, so he had to go back and change his shafts that night after the tournament, and he ended up at finishing off the tournament in second place that week. And I was no. like, I mean, I didn't think he was going to make the cut. But he was so excited, and it wasn't about the fact that he was in 116th place, it was the fact that I've tried everything up to this point and I've never been able to see this type of change in club head speed, we're on to something. And so from that point forward, we literally went muscle by muscle through his body and we've strengthened all the movements to the same degree that we had the change in spinal rotation. To now, I don't have enough weight on my machines in my office because he's doing the stack on almost every machine in my wow. office. Yeah, so
0: it's been an amazing change. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs. Use of high density particles and even a nano transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game. For players of all skill levels, visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Wow. Let me ask you this because, you know, you mentioned the Broncos, you mentioned Fresno State, Utah Jazz, other sports. Is this type of procedure in the way you're training Bryson, is this almost like a breakthrough for you in many ways in the the net effect that it's having on a professional golfer because you're, you've seen in other sports, but how about specifically to golf?
1: Golf requires, I mean, efficient biomechanics. If you have weaknesses or in correlating uh, limitations in range of motion, it's going to negatively impact the golf swing. And so the the process itself I, I've developed and I've worked with, with other clients in uh, my day-to-day schedule, uh, he's probably the... Uh, besides myself, I have one other people in my office do the same thing with me. And I'm fifty-seven years old and I'm still seeing strength gains that you typically don't see. The I mean, over fifty years of age, people don't typically get stronger. And and, and I'm continually getting stronger in the same way that Bryson is. And I have other clients that I mean, mostly recreational golfers that are doing the same thing and seeing it transfer over into their club head speed and distance. And and so because golf is so biomechanically oriented or, or the golf swing is so biomechanically oriented, there's not a better market for it. I always say, I mean, just the general golfer, 90% of the people uh, that are out there golfing don't have efficient mechanics and they probably shouldn't be, I mean, putting that type of torque on their spine, but you can prepare the body to be able to tolerate that. And working with professional sports like the Denver Broncos and Nuggets and Utah Jazz, those are high-level athletes. They're the elite of the elite, but they can get away with like with compensation. And so linemen and linebackers may have these imbalances, but it's not going to have such a negative effect on their performance as somebody playing golf and not having the proper mobility at certain joints. Uh, I'd say probably kickers and quarterbacks need it the most because those are the two uh, most biomechanically based positions in the sport, but other people can get away. And, and I always say they have enough strong muscles to compensate for their weak muscles. So they don't get injured as easily until, I mean, once they have an injury, then it can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> but But with golf, there's, like I said, I mean, that's a sport that your career's not done when you're 30 years old. No, people can play golf until they're, I talked to a friend, client of mine yesterday, he's 86 years old and still very competitive playing that's golf. That's great. And it's like, well, and he's literally wants to know more about how he can strengthen his muscles get his um, distance back this is an 86 year old man the nice part is for everybody and there's not a better market than the golf industry to bring this
0: these principles to correct me if i'm wrong this is relatively new this muscle activation technique say at the professional level in golf
1: uh yeah especially the level that brought it to the exercise in the MAT process, I've trained over a couple thousand trainers and therapists across the country over the last 20 years in this process. On our website, you can actually find specialists across the country in any, in, okay. any area.
0: That. Actually, what website's that, real quick? Uh,
1: muscleactivation.com. Okay. And under finding a specialist. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have specialists across the country that can look at these principles that basically say wherever there's a limitation in range of motion, It means that one or more of the muscles that cross that axis are potentially weak. And those weaknesses cause and result in protective tightness. And the common thought is that when you're tight, you need to stretch or release the tissues or get rid of scar tissue and loosen the tissues up. Well, like I mentioned earlier, is when the body senses instability, like when we walk on ice, um, the natural neurological response is the body tightens up as a protective mechanism. So the tightness is a symptom, not the cause of people's problems. And everyone focuses on the tightness. And that's why you'll see people stretch day after day after day, and they never get any more flexible is because you haven't melted the ice. And the yeah. goal, like I said, when we did the exercise with Bryson and kept he kept getting stronger through a greater range of motion his mobility was increasing as we reactivated his muscles and kept them firing efficiently instead of when it did shut him down and did overload his system it actually caused immediate tightness as part of the protective mechanism that the body goes through when it recognizes instability. so the the process has been around for 20 years. Uh, we have trainers and therapists uh, across the country. Uh, we have an education program that's now degreed, uh, programs where we, people can naturally get uh, all the way up to a bachelor's and master's degree in, in the process of MAT. Where I look at it, eventually this will be everywhere. The same way we have chiropractors and physical therapists in every city and every corner of every state. Uh, eventually, I mean, because muscles are what allow us to function, I believe we'll have MAT practitioners everywhere
0: in the future. Well, you look at Bryson's driving distance on tour as I back in 2019, I believe he was 302. And then in 2020, this last season, he was right there at 322. And then this year, limited sample size, he's at 344. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, that's the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah, I know Bryson's coming to town here this coming week Monday, and yeah. Masters, of course, is the next time we'll see him. So when he shows up, what do you want to see first? Like, give us just some cliff notes and a snapshot of, of what you're going to be looking at when he shows up. You haven't seen him in a while. And then as you're kind of going down your checklist and when he leaves, like, okay, this is, this is where I need him to be.
1: Yeah. So, so he comes out about probably average every three weeks. He is coming two more times before the, before the masters. And that's his primary goal is he, he wants to be in the best shape and hitting it as far as he's ever hit it when he shows up at the masters. And so first thing that we do, the core is the most important area. I mean, you think of golf, those are the muscles that actually support the spine. Uh, but those muscles have to be able to tolerate loads and produce force through full ranges of motion. And so we go through, when he's here, we spend two hours, two days in a row each time he's here. And we go through and I actually put him on the exercises to challenge his body. But he doesn't come in shut down anymore like um, clients typically that come to me with pain and dysfunction they just lay on the table and i start doing manual muscle testing and they have weaknesses throughout their body bryson doesn't come in with weaknesses anymore the the integrity of his neuromuscular system is so high right now that we have to actually challenge his body to see not is he coming in shut down but how is he tolerating the forces so we go through, and I have records for the last year and a half since we've started the exercise program. And like I said, it's, I mean, he was middle of the road. So almost the same way he was middle of the road in driving distance, he was middle of the road in strength uh, output. And now he's optimized his strength output, and it's transferred into to his driving distance. And so obviously there's a great correlation between the two. So we challenge his strength levels. And so like that movement that he was doing 165 pounds on for and now he's doing 165 and spinal rotation for for like 10 to 12 repetitions. And so we had to figure out ways to be able to artificially add weight to these stacks because it was was almost (laughs) getting complacent. He could only go up in repetitions. He couldn't go up in strength. So now we go and we challenge. Well, let's see how you do 185 pounds and how your body tolerates that. And then 205 pounds, how does your body tolerate that? And we find what his limit is. And then we teach his body to tolerate that level of force. So if he fails and his muscles shut down at at 205 pounds, before we can move on to another exercise or another movement, he has to prove to me that he can do five repetitions under load with that weight without it causing a negative effect on his neuromuscular system. So with every movement, every time he comes here, he leaves here stronger than he did when he came in the door on the first day.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. You said you're he'll he'll come in twice now before the masters. And then is there things that he's doing on the road from a maintenance standpoint?
1: Yes. Yeah, that so the nice part is is when I have all this equipment in my office and he he went about it probably two years ago and and purchased the equipment uh, uh, a certain amount of the equipment that I have at my office for his home. But also when he's traveling on the road, he understands the movements, and that's what's great about him as a, I mean, most people are need instruction and need direction. As we've worked and he's gained an understanding of every one of the movements, even on the road when he has limited his access to the equipment, if he has a cable machine in the in the hotel, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to create a movement for trunk rotation and we'll talk it through and, and and so now he can figure out when he travels, how to, how to reinforce the movements that we've worked on and increased his strength in. He's been really good at being able to do it on his own in between our sessions.
0: You know, the common thing that you hear, and I've thought about it, just being completely transparent, I understand it better now in talking to you, is that okay, he put 40 pounds on, let's see what the shelf life is. Yeah, that's not the first mm-hmm. time you've heard that, right? Like he's going to, yeah. his structure can't handle that. But the reality is, is you've already built the alignment to handle the weight yes. and the speed, if I'm hearing it correctly. Yep.
1: Yeah, so, so the idea with this process is we're only as strong as our weakest link. And so literally, that's why I go through movement by movement, muscle by muscle to make sure that all of these muscles can tolerate great amounts of force. And so compared to where he was a year and a half ago, and the strength levels he has now, it's night and day difference. So I'm not concerned about the weight gain, because the exercises that he's doing aren't your conventional power clean squats, deadlifts and press. These are Every single, everywhere that the structure can move, muscles actually are responsible for moving this structure so spinal Mm -hmm. rotation is one of our key motions spinal side bend is another key motion that occurs through the spine and then spinal flexion and spinal extension these are all movements that you have to have isolated strength in and so we make sure that he like i said the integrated system is only as good as the function of its isolated parts so we go through all of these isolated parts so that the integrated system when he goes out and swings a golf club says i mean literally the body's saying bring it on. I can tolerate any any amount of force. (laughs) And the interesting thing was before we started the exercise program, I mean, he was starting to generate more torque and his club head speed was starting to increase and just through the general principles of MAT. And our whole focus was, let's make sure your core is strong and stable. Well, in, I think three years, maybe two years ago in the John Deere Classic, he was in the rough and he has a unique swing where he tries to maintain end ranges of motion, say an external rotation in the shoulder throughout his swing. Well, he was in the rough, and he actually had a slight dislocation of his shoulder because there was no place for it to go um, when he was already wow. at end range. We hadn't had enough time to go through his whole body; his muscles at that point were not strong enough to tolerate that force, and so he, I mean, he had a slight hmm. dislocation. And he ended up flying out here. He had to drop out of the tournament, and he flew out here, and we had to get all those muscle shoulder muscles reactivated so that he could go back and play at the British Open, which he did, and he had no problem. But that was our first step in the, the idea is, okay, we have to make sure if we're only as strong as our weakest link and as his body starts to generate more torque, he needs to be strong enough at every joint and all the muscles throughout the body to be able to tolerate the forces he's putting in his body. And so that's why now at 240 pounds, I know that he's strong through every move his body throughout the full ranges of motion. So I'm not concerned that he's going to go out and injure himself. He, he's got a long shelf life because his body's been yeah. prepared to do what he's doing.
0: Well, just like you said, you're in your fifties and you're a very strong and fit person from what I can see. And you're still getting stronger, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I,
1: I can <laughs> so, him that he has to stay caught up to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, how, so let me <laughs> ask how much bigger Faster can he go? Do you think? I mean, is there's he hasn't hit the ceiling yet? No, I,
1: I can tell you from a strength standpoint, uh, literally every time he comes in, he leaves stronger. Uh, after the two day wow. period, he leaves stronger in every movement that we go through. The sky is the limit on, from a strength standpoint. I mean, he was 190 when I met him. And so, <laughs> 50 pound increase in, in size and mass. Um, uh, you can understand why people are questioning it. But the fact that he, I mean, he looks at force equals mass times acceleration. He wants to maximize the mass aspect of force. He's already has the acceleration in the club head speed, and it only gets more efficient as his muscles are firing at a higher level. He's thrown out the number 270 pounds. That's mm-hmm. like I said, uh, as, from my standpoint, as long as I don't see negative effects where he starts to decrease range of motion, uh, which would be a representation that his body's not tolerating uh, his body weight and the forces that he's putting on it on a day-to-day basis. So if I started to see negative effects where muscles were starting to shut down, which would lead to tightness and and limited ranges of motion, and, and then it would set him up for potential injury. If as long as I don't see those negative changes, I mean, he has a green light to do whatever he wants, (laughs) weight-wise.
0: Wow. This is fascinating stuff. I mean, I could write writing stuff down here. I could ask probably another dozen questions. I have the feeling, Greg, that if you move to Florida, like in Southern Florida, you probably would work 24 hours a day. You probably already are working 24 hours a day. How do I get introduced to this muscle activation technique? What would be something that they could do to perhaps go down this path, learn more, and even perhaps get on.
1: I think the the first thing, like I said earlier, is, I mean, seeking out a a practitioner would be the ideal situation to to gain an understanding of your body and and the muscle uh, system's role and how it impacts in performance and and pain and and, and the muscle system's role in pain. And there's so many golfers and people that work out the high percentage of the people are trying to fight through pain and having to compensate for it. One step is to, I mean, see if there's a local practitioner in their area and, and try and get an evaluation and unable to do that. There's really a, a process of, of saying, I mean, literally, what can I do? I always say to my clients, I don't care what you can do. I don't care what you can do. I want to know what you can't do because what you can't do is breaking you down. And what I mean by that is what positions can't you move into? And a perfect example would be like, oh, I can't turn my head to the left as easy as I can turn it to the right. That means that the muscles that turn your head to the left aren't contracting efficiently. When muscles can't contract efficiently, they can't shorten effectively. And if they can't shorten effectively, the opposite muscles tighten up as a protective mechanism. So instead of putting the focus on the tight side, it's putting the focus on the, the weak side. And so even from simplistic terms, and it's hard to just talk about and not see examples, but it would say, okay, if I can't turn to my head to the left, I want to turn my head to the left until there's resistance. And I want to hold that position isometrically. And through that, it starts to retrain the muscles that are responsible for that movement. Under light load and light resistance, it's just saying, I want to take it to the point of tension and hold that position against that tension isometrically. Or you can put your hand against your head, hold it, and push into your hand lightly. And that creates an activation of the muscle. It's, It's almost like contract, relax, stretching. But it's the opposite because you would actually, you're not stretching, you're actually trying to contract the muscles that can't, can't shorten. And that would go through for any movement in the body. If I can't turn my trunk to the right, so we're more specific toward golf. If I can't rotate, if I sit up and cross my arm and I try and turn to the left and then turn to the right, You'll see most people and most golfers will have an asymmetry in that motion, which means oh, I can't turn as far to the right as I can to the left. That means the muscles of your core that rotate you to the right aren't contracting as efficiently. So somehow you'd like to place a barrier and do an asymmetric contraction in that right rotation and the position of right rotation to start to reactivate those muscles. And as those muscles start to get some control, as you melt the ice, those tight muscles that are restricting you from moving into right rotation will all of a sudden loosen up. So it's not forcing motion on the body. It's teaching the body how to move into the
0: positions that it's been protecting from, if that makes sense. That's the alignment of the car, yes. right? And now you're... Now you're getting it aligned to the listener. That's the most important thing. And that's always the first step, no matter if you're Bryson DeChambeau or you're a 20 handicap, whether you're 27 or you're 67, you got to get the alignment of the car intact first before you can even think about maybe potentially starting to put some weight on it. And the exercises that you're now doing with Bryson, it's fascinating stuff. I, I love it. What a time to be in your industry, your expertise in a era of golf. That's about distance. This thing is going to explode Bryson and, and you Greg are out in the forefront of it. And, uh, I can only imagine how many players are starting to call. You. you know, you mentioned Wyndham Clark and Scott Piercy. I'm sure, um, your number is going to be passed around uh tenfold, so. All the best to you. And I really appreciate you coming on the Stripe Show podcast and giving us some well, insight. Thank you You're much, really very much.
1: Stuff. I really appreciate it. And it's nice to share because, uh, I mean, it has such a benefit for for everyone. And it's not just professional athletes. It's uh, everyone. I always say, who's muscle activation techniques for? It's for anyone with a muscle system. <laughs> and that's everyone. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh, great stuff. Greg uh, Roscoff on team Bryson DeChambeau. It's going to be fun to watch him okay. in the Masters. I know you'll be watching. And uh, thanks again for uh, coming on. All the right, podcast. Thank you very much.